Hey, good morning, folks. Um, hey, inside your bulletin is a sermon outline. And, and if you don't keep up with the sermon outline, my manuscript is shorter than the sermon outline today. So, so just, I'll hand out copies on the way out, okay? Um, hey, we're, we're in the middle of essentials, talking about what's most important to us as a church. And today, church, we're talking about church, church community. And, uh, you know, I've heard it said, we've heard it said, wherever two or more are gathered in Christ's name, we get to do church. And today I want to talk about good church. And by my count, we've got at least two or more gathered here today, okay? Do you guys remember the old, um, the old rhyme and the hand play? This is the church. Here's the steeple. Open the doors. Here's all the people. You got, this is audience participation. You got to do it with me. Here's, here's the church. Here's the steeple. Open the doors. Here's all the people. Um, uh, Debbie Donay, who's our, our children's minister, she shared kind of a twist on what it means to be good church. Here, here's, here's the building. Here's the steeple. It's not the building. It's the people. It, it is us. It's not this. It's us. And I think at the core of what it means to be good church, it's when we're um, actively involved in the church, right? Um, I want to look at this, uh, this, this text from, from Second Acts. This is the first church, and the they is um, the first church. And I want us to read it together. But today, remember, is first century church. Okay, let's read it together. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. We watched it on the news from halfway around the world, that Thailand soccer team, right? Um, the wild boars, they were called. Twelve kids, ages 11 to 16, and their 25-year-old coach, after practice, this was back the last week in June, after practice, that, that one Saturday, they went into that cave, um, and then they got stuck. There was a sign at the entrance, warning against entering into the cave during the rainy season, but they didn't see it or pay attention to it, or they said, it's not going to rain today, too early for the monsoons to come. But while they were in the cave exploring and having fun that afternoon, the rains came, and the entranceway, the way back, was flooded. They got trapped, and the water in, in the cave is rising now. They head for higher ground. They go deeper into the cave. What started out as a fun time, uh, a rallying time for their team, being goofy and just playing around, has turned into a nightmare. Stuff happened. Stuff happens to us, too. We miss the signs or ignore them. Not prepared for this, barefoot, just a couple of flashlights on our own. This is the first fill in the blank, so if you're trying to keep up, this is the first fill in the blank on your sermon outline. On our own, we can find ourselves deep in trouble, way over our heads with stuff that life throws at us, lost and in the dark with water rising and seemingly no way out. We huddle together, the shock of what's happening is beginning to overwhelm us. We scramble for higher ground. When it's all said and done, we end up on a rock ledge two miles from the entrance, a long, long way from the light. Just like those boys and their coach. 
safe for the moment, but what are the long-term chances of us getting out of here? Who will know where we are? How will they get here? We're stuck literally between a rock and a hard place. In life, sometimes we're in the middle of the stuff, the mess. We're in the cave, the heartache, the whatever. But sometimes we're on the outside of the stuff, the mess looking in. And whether we're in the middle of the mess or the outside looking in, both places provide us with opportunities to be the church. Salt or light or not. Let's first look at being in the mess. Stuck in the cave on a ledge alone, cold, wet, hungry, scared. In the mess, whatever the mess we're in, be it our own mess that we created, our own sin, or pain from someone else's sin. Be it illness or injury or a body that doesn't quite work as well as it once did, or a mind that can't remember how to button two buttons together, or a job that stinks, a job that sucks the life out of us. We can hold on to that mess tightly to the chest, white-knuckle it, tell everybody we're okay even though we're, we may be dying inside, or, or we can admit to ourselves and to some trusted folks around us that we're scared and we're hurting and broken and need help. Part of being the church, here's the building, here's the steeple, it's not the building, it's the people. Part of being the church is being real and honest and vulnerable with each other. And for some of us, that can be scarier than being stuck on a ledge two miles from the entrance. Houston, we have a problem. For some of us, we have a problem admitting that we have a problem, that we need, that we need help. We grew up with a mentality, fake it till you make it, never let them see you sweat. This is me sometimes. This is my sin. I got it. I'm okay. I don't need help. My wife reminds me this is a pride thing. This is a sin thing. And she is so right. Being vulnerable is hard. It shows chinks in our armor, especially when our culture says, be perfect, especially to you women, be perfect. And to, our, to us men, don't be weak. What I love about God's word, about scripture, the Bible, one of our other faith essentials is that it reminds us that we're not the only ones who struggle. We're not the only ones who don't have it all together. We're not the only ones who struggle with being vulnerable. From 2 Corinthians 12, 9, God's, word, God's words to us, to me, my grace is sufficient. My strength, God's strength is made perfect in weakness. And in my Bible, I penciled in, my grace is sufficient, knucklehead. Uh, my strength, God's strength is made perfect in weakness. When we're vulnerable and honest and real with God and with each other, God tells us that's when God gets to do God's best work. Um, Debbie Denae, um, our children's minister, and I, we, we did a, a funeral service for someone out in Elizabeth this past, um, this past Friday. And um, there were four sisters. The youngest sister died of Parkinson's just a couple weeks ago. And um, as one of the, the sisters got up and just shared a story about just uh, the sister's journey, um, the sister struggled with telling the world, I have Parkinson's. The, the sister, the older sister, made the younger sister practice this with me. I have Parkinson's. I need help. I have Parkinson's. I need help. Say it with me. I have Parkinson's. I need help. Not you guys. That, that was the sister telling the sister. But you guys, <laughs> you're with me. Thank you for being with me. Um, th these four sisters, before the disease took the, 
sucked the life out of her. They, went, they did a trip, all of them, to Nashville. And um, the sister was still struggling with, I have Parkinson's, I need help, those words. Um, they were going to some concert venue, and there was huge stairs. And the, 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 young, the sister who had the Parkinson's, she made eye contact with this big cowboy type, made contact and said, good-looking guy, too, <laughs> and said, I have Parkinson's, I need help. And he swooped her up and carried her up the stairs. That's good church, church. That's what it's called. Um, my grace is sufficient. My strength is made perfect um, in weakness. I have anger issues. I need help. I'm grieving. I need help. I have an addiction. I need help. I was sexually abused. I need help. I can't find a job. I need help. I'm a Weight Watchers dropout. I need help. <laughs> Thank you for all the brownies you guys provide me. But here, here's the toughest one. <laughs> I'm a New England Patriots fan. I need help. <laughs> sorry, sorry to my New England Patriots fans, friends. Um, even that, God says, my, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Um, a week or so ago, a few of us went to visit someone in the hospital before a cancer surgery. It's early morning, the husband and wife are there. The, the husband is having the surgery. This is during pre-op. The nurses are getting him ready, asking him all kinds of questions. And then we show up to love on them and pray with them. Um, sacred time. Anytime you slip on, on one of those form-fitting hospital gowns, the ones with the really cool ties in the back, you know something about being vulnerable. Um, but when you allow someone into the struggle... When we are vulnerable enough to say, this is bigger than me, I'm scared and hurting, God's stuff can happen. Grace can happen. Love can happen. Good church, church can happen. And I say it very intensely that it can happen because sometimes we can blow it so. Sometimes even with the best of intentions, someone is hurting someone being vulnerable to us and we tell them with words or actions, rub some dirt on it, you'll be okay instead of responding with empathy and understanding and love. Sometimes we're outside of the mess. We're outside the cave and looking in. We can see the problem and watch it on TV and say, wow, I'm glad that's not me. Or how could that coach be that stupid? Come on. Or we jump, into the, we jump in somehow, some way. We enter into the story or the mess or the mud or the water that looks like chocolate milk, and we try to help the best that we can. Good church. Good churches are always looking for rescue divers, be it at the coffee cafe or the welcome center. Sometimes the messes or situations are obvious. Sometimes the opportunities to be and do good church are obvious, like the 12 kids and their coach stuck in that cave. But sometimes they're not so obvious. And they come to us unexpectedly or subtly. Hey, do you have a minute? And someone pours out their heart to you and me. Sometimes to do good church, we can't fix the situation, but we can listen, really listen to the story with understanding and empathy, not judgment. So often we want to go into our fix-it mode. So often I want to go into my fix-it mode, and what folks really need is not to be fixed, but they need to be listened to and loved. I'm with you. Let's go get a cup of coffee. I've shared this with some folks before. Um, 
Seventh game of the World Series two years ago, Cleveland Indians against the Chicago Cubs. Apologies to the Cleveland Indian fans. Um, sorry, I keep bringing it up. <laughs> um, but but one of the, just a real great uh, World Series. Seventh game of the World Series, Joe Madden, manager um, of the Chicago Cubs. He writes on his scorecard, the seventh game of the World Series, biggest game of his life. Be present, he writes, don't be perfect. Be present, don't be perfect. Why, why do you think he wrote that? He wanted to be all there. He, he knew that he could white-knuckle it and choke and, and um, overthink it. He was trying to remind himself, live in the moment, be present, don't be perfect. Sometimes we, we don't enter into a story or someone's story or, or, or mess or situation because we don't know what to say or what to do. I think we need to be honest with ourselves in, in, in those situations and just say that. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to help you. One of my lasting heartaches being a pastor, um, a good friend of mine lost a 19-year-old son to a car accident. He told me after, um, after the funeral and stuff, he came back to church, and these were church friends. Church friends would see him coming, and they would turn the other way. They thought he didn't see it, but he saw it every time. Church, we need to be honest and vulnerable with each other and with ourselves. Instead of walking the other way, we, we need to step up and into being the church. And sometimes that's admitting the truth. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to help. But we're here for you. Let's go grab a cup of coffee. That's why God makes Starbucks on every corner. <laughs> the ministry of presence. Be present, not perfect. Just showing up when every instinct in our body says run the other way. Be present, not perfect. Drew's message, uh, Pastor Drew's message, if you guys were here, was on the Holy Spirit a couple of weeks ago. His exercise on breathing, in through the nose, out through the mouth. In through the nose, out through the mouth. When we do good church, there's an, an awareness of our need for God. Lord, inspire me right now. Fill me with your Holy Spirit because there's no book on this thing. There's no book on how to rescue 12 kids in a coach stuck between a rock and a hard place two miles from the cave's entrance that's filling rapidly with water. And if you're the one stuck in the cave, Lord, there may be a book on this somewhere, but I don't have it, and I need help right now. Help me love these kids. Help me protect them. Help me. After the rescue, I heard a commentator ask the question, was this a miracle or science? Yes, yes. Remember the gospel story, the feeding of the 5,000 plus folks, five loaves and two fish? God asks them, asks us to bring what we have, even though we know it's not enough, and God will make up the difference. Was this a miracle or science? Yes, yes, yes. From Acts, the second chapter, everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. What I loved about the soccer team rescue story was how normal the rescuers looked. Not like superheroes, no capes required. They looked a lot like you and me, normal folks. The last folks out of the cave was four rescue divers and a medic. And one of them was asked as he was, um, as he was leaving the cave, how are you doing? And I love this. He said, I'm tired. He said, I'm going to go have a beer and go to bed. That's my kind of superhero. Um, 
Inside the cave, inside the mess, the boys and their coach were stuck in that cave for nine days before finally one of the rescue divers found them. Sometime in those nine days, the flashlights went dead, black, 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 darker than dark, darker than dark. Coach encouraged the, the boys to stay close, hoping and praying that they would somehow be found, believing it at first, but as those waters rose higher and higher, he wasn't so sure anymore. And when the boys, especially the younger boys, would ask, would say, Coach, we're going to be okay, right? His words said one thing, but the darkness hid his face and showed doubt and concern and worry. I'm guessing those nine days felt like nine years. But outside the cave, initial search teams found footprints and handprints that indicated the boys had retreated deep into the cave ahead of the rising waters. Park officials and police began a major search that second day as heavy rains continue. By that same day, the second day, Thai Navy SEAL divers entered the cave with food and oxygen, searching for the boys. Parents, the parents of the, of the soccer team keep vigil near the entrance. Makeshift shrines are set up so the parents could pray and make offerings. No more urgent prayers than those are spoken by parents who know their kids are scared and hurting. Desperate prayers. The heavy rains continue. Plans are made up on the fly. And that's how good church can happen sometimes. Popes, pumps are brought in to try and remove as much water as possible. The prime minister of Thailand says, guys, we need to be all in, whatever it takes. He later visits the rescue operation and encourages the rescue workers not to give up hope. The world hears that the problem responds with prayers and people. United States and Great Britain, they send their, their experts, their divers, their people to help before they ever find the boys, the rescue teams practice drills to safely evacuate the boys if and when they are found. These rescue folks, they brought their five loaves and two fishes. They brought everything they had. They brought good church. And I believe with all my heart, God filled in the gaps. They could have said, this is too hard or impossible. And to the parents, they could have said, ma'am, I am so sorry. Sir, I am so sorry. We did everything we could. But they didn't. They stepped in and gave it everything they got. More than a week, day nine, the 12 boys and the coach are finally found alive and safe, hungry and wondering what the heck day it is, but alive. And the world heard the news and they rejoiced. The parents wept. In through the nose, out through the mouth. We don't even think about breathing unless we're running out of air. And I remember hearing the oxygen levels in that chamber where the boys and the coach were huddled. The oxygen, oxygen levels was, was dropping. There was a sense of urgency to get those kids out. They were running out of air. Pastor Patrick spoke, spoke last week about salvation. God breaking into the muck and caves of our lives and sending Jesus as our rescue diver, leading us back to the light, back to God the Father. Our journey with God and with each other, I believe it's all a rescue story. About us going one direction and God saying, no, 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 not that way. This way to the light. About being made right with God. About having our hearts lined up with God's heart. Saved by grace and by grace alone. Through faith in and through Christ Jesus. Not by anything you or I do. On our own, we don't have a fighting chance. Just like those boys in the coach stuck in the cave. By God's grace we are saved. Bumps, warts, and all, by faith in and through Jesus Christ. I've heard it explained by the cross, 
At the vertical piece of the cross, that's the given. That's, that's God saving us in and through faith, trusting Christ Jesus. But how we respond to it, that's the horizontal piece. That's us trying to be the hands and feet of Jesus. How we respond to God's amazing grace for us is how we get to be the church, the horizontal piece of the cross. How we respond to the gifts that God's given us by being the hands and feet to each other. As we respond to try to be the church, though, we have to remember there is a cost. There is always a cost. You guys remember in the cave rescue, a man lost his life. One of the rescue divers, a former Thai Navy SEAL, trying to set up oxygen canisters along the way for the rescue. They believe his oxygen ran out. In through the nose, out through the mouth. Jesus said to his followers, he said to us, you want to really follow me? You want to follow me? There is a cost. Church, to really walk with each other and love, e- love on each other, there is a cost. There is a cost. But the promise is we won't do it along, alone. From Joshua 1.9, one of my favorite texts, especially when I'm struggling or people around me are struggling, the text is, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord or God will be with you wherever you go. By last Sunday, a week ago, the pumping had reduced water levels in the cave significantly, but storm forecast called for heavy rains. And some said the boys and their coach could be stranded for months if we don't do it now. There were real air quality concerns in that chamber where they were huddled. There was a sense of urgency. It's now or never. Forecasters said we have a three or four day window without rain, but then it's coming back, and it's coming back hard. Two divers would work with each kid. Two divers. Wherever two or more are gathered. Some of those kids couldn't even swim. They worked with them on breathing through a full-face respirator, in through the nose, out through the mouth, in through the nose, out through the mouth. The water, they said it was like swimming in coffee. It was so dark and muddy. One diver in front carrying the oxygen tank for the boy, The boy tethered by rope to the lead diver and another diver right behind the boy, all following along a static line to show them the way to the entrance, to the light. Four boys rescued that first day a week ago today. Four boys the second day rescued. Four boys in the coach on the last day. The report to the world from a rescuer's Facebook post, everyone is safe, they're all free. Everyone is safe. They're all free. Church, when we do church close to being right, we're all safe. And with God's grace, we're all helping each other be free, home free. When it's all said and done, we're all just walking each other home, helping each other get home. Jesus said to his closest friends near the end of his life, a new command I give you, a new command, to love one another as I have loved you, Church, that's the command from Jesus to us. If we're going to be the church, good church, the body of Christ, we're called to love one another as Jesus loved us. We point to the good shepherd and acknowledge our complete need for him for salvation. That's the vertical part of the cross. Then the church, as we respond to that, the horizontal piece of the cross is how we love on each other in and through the storms and the cave events of our lives. From Psalm 23, if you guys would repeat, echo back to me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. 
He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He restores my soul. What's a restored soul look like? Restored soul to me looks like a rescued soul. It is free and safe. A restored soul is a rescued soul. One that knows that they are safe and loved and connected to this place. It's experienced good church, church. Uh, I always try to work this song into every message I give, and, and somehow I can loosely, <laughs> with, some, with some straight face, and because Drew's not here, I'm going to work this song in. But, 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 but hear me out, and this is, this is serious. Um, if the Lord is going to be our shepherd, we have to be like Say it with me. Sheep, sheep. And this is a sheep song. And the guys, they, they knew I was going to do the sheep song. And they said, lock the door so no one leaves before we go. And, and this is the audience participation. There's choreography with this song. But, and some of you guys, I've practiced it on, on a few sacred groups. But this is the first time in the big room. Um, so just, just do it with me, okay? Just put aside. This is practicing being vulnerable. being good church, Okay. Um, if you guys would echo back with me, here's the words. I just want to be a sheep. Here's the choreography. Ba, 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 ba. Just do it, okay? It says it again. I just want to be a sheep. Ba, 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 ba. And here's where it gets theological. And I pray. Pa- Pastor Patrick and Pastor Michael, you have to do it too. I pray the Lord, my soul, to keep I just want to be a sheep. Bob. Bob, 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 Bob. Okay, one more time. We'll practice it, and then we'll add the music, and then we'll get out of here, okay? We're still doing good on the time. Okay, I just want to be a sheep. Bob, 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 Bob. I just want to be a sheep. Bob, 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 Bob. And I pray the Lord, my soul to keep. I just want to be a sheep. Bob, 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 Bob. This is our prayer, right? Okay? Are you guys, you guys ready? Sound crew, you guys ready? <laughs> Here we go. I just want to be a sheep, ba, 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 ba. I just want to be a sheep, ba, 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 ba. And I pray the Lord my soul to keep. I just want to be a sheep, ba, 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 ba. First attempt, okay, but we gotta, we got to notch it up a couple more notches, okay? This is about whimsy now, okay? Here we go. I just want to be a sheep, ba, 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 ba. I just want to be a sheep, ba, 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 ba. And I pray the Lord my soul to keep. I just want to be a sheep, ba, 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 ba. Okay, like a prayer this time. And it gets tough, you know, and I pray the Lord my soul to keep. But we'll work through it, okay? It's all practice. This is all practice. I just want to be a sheep, ba, 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 ba. I just want to be a sheep, ba, 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 ba. And I pray the Lord my soul to keep. I just want to be a sheep, ba, 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 ba. If you guys could just see what you look like from up here. <laughs> hey, let, let me pray us out. And uh, thank you guys for being good sports about all that. And thank you for letting me play that song.
all those guitar lessons. <laughs> hey, let me, let me pray for us. Um, Heavenly Father, if and when we do church close to being right, it makes you smile so. Everyone that comes to the door, Lord, you challenge us to love them as you have loved us. Lord, help us to be that kind of community. Help us with a big sign out front and in our hearts say, love lives here. You are welcome. You are connected. You are rescued. Lord, just be with us as we try to be the church in the days and weeks and months ahead. We pray this in your son Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen.